Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. Praise the Lord! Hey, for those of you that don't know, that, that a lot of those video pictures, uh, the things that you saw are from the Lake Charles campus, and they are actually live with us right now. So can you give them a big hand? We're all together today, uh, live together. Come on and bring my podium out if you would, please. And uh, so we're going to pray and we're going to get started today. Father, we bless you. We worship you. Thank you for this significant time, Lord, this season together. Lord, we thank you for your mighty working of your Holy Spirit, for guiding us, instructing us, giving us the plan for your future in all we do. And we give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm not going to tell you what, what you're coming for right now. I know you won't. Just get it out of the way, Brother Sam. Just, just No, no, you're just going to have to hang in there because I got a message for you today. And uh, this is for you. This is for Lake Charles. This is something that, that I've actually shared in several different circles in one form or another. And, uh, <clears throat> and I want to talk to you because God stirred me up about this about change. Um, how many of you are really being challenged in this area of change right now? Could be a job. It could be a change in your circumstances. It could be, you know, um, we just had a couple get married here in the, from the church last night. That's a big change. Hey, I tell you, when I got married, that was a big change. And so change is something that we're all dealing with. We're all facing we're all coming to grips with whether you realize it or not. Now, here's the problem. Some people miss change looking for change because they expect it to be something that it's not. Well, but if it was going to really be changed, this is what it would be. Well, if, if things were going to change, I have in my mind, this is the way it should change. You're going to miss, you could miss God completely doing that. You could miss an opportunity in your life that way by not being open to change, not being willing to change, not being uh, in a position to change because you just don't want to change. Well, let me just tell you something. Everything in life is changing. The world is changing. Circumstances of life are changing. Even the way we do church is changing. Well, I don't like that. Well, just stay here for the whole message, and maybe you will after I get through. It'll help you. Because here's something I found out. The older you get, <clears throat> the harder to change if you are not accustomed to conscientious change. You have to be, put yourself in a position in your life, listen to me, to always be willing to change. Now see, I'm not talking about, and I'll talk about this in a minute, I'm not talking about core values or, or something like, well, I'm going to change the Buddhism from Christianity. I'm talking about the way life is lived. I'm talking about the way you function. You have to understand and realize that change 
is going to happen with you or without you. Well, I don't like that. Well, listen, you can either like it or you can embrace it. And I'm not talking about just church life. I'm talking about your life in general. Things change. Now, let me explain to you about conscientious change, all right? Conscientious change is when you determine to change with the times instead of demanding the times stay the way they were. Well, but you know, my job. Well, I had job security. You did till you don't. Yeah. Amen. Things change. Things change in life. Things happen in our lives. But we are going to change one way or the other. So what you've got to understand is, am I going to be a part of that change or am I going to just have to live with change? Listen. My grandparents came to Shreveport in a wagon and with horses. From Center, Texas, they moved all their belongings to Shreveport, including my grandfather's sawmill, which sounds big, but it's not a whole lot. They moved in a wagon. I don't want to ride in a wagon. I, I, I like my car. You know, I, I, I know this sounds terrible, but, well, maybe not to you, but I like BMWs. Now, I, I'm not going to go buy a new one if you ever seen how much they cost, <clears throat> but I, I'll go find one four years old and drive it. Yeah. Why? Because I like how fast they go. <laughs> I like how they drive. I, I like it. I don't want to ride in a covered wagon. But the point is, sooner or later, that's going to change. I saw a deal with a guy who had a Mercedes and had a million miles on it. And he was bragging about it. I'm thinking, who wants to drive a car with a million miles on it just to say you did it? I don't think so. I'm not interested in that. I would rather change. Hey, if they come up with something else I like better, I'll see if I can get that. Life changes. Things in life change. And so you've got to understand and realize that you're not conscientious about changing your life and sensitive to what the Holy Spirit may be doing in your life or how something might need to refocus in your life you're going to change and things are going to change around you and you're the one that's going to be left in the dark. And then the change is going to push you around instead of you making changes so you can deal with things that come up in life. I have a friend in this church. He was in the first service and I told him I was going to talk about him. Okay? Okay. I told him, I said, I just want to warn you. He said, well, what are you going to say? And I told him exactly what I was going to say. And he, he said, okay. I have a friend, okay, been my friend for 40, almost 40 years, 30-something years, long time. He can't hear anymore. He has to wear hearing aids, okay? 
Nothing wrong with that. Not a problem. The problem is he won't wear them. Okay? So one day I had said something to him and he gave me an answer that was not anywhere near the question I asked. He was just guessing. So I said, look, Said I, I said, you need, to, you need to pay attention here. I said, because in another situation, a friend of his was across the parking lot and, you know, hollered at him, hey, how you doing? And he totally ignored him because he didn't hear him. I said, do you realize how rude that is? <laughs> All right, here's, here's what he said to me. I said, don't you think maybe you ought to wear those hearing aids? And here's what he said. No, I don't. People just need to talk louder. <laughs> now see, that's the way a lot of people live their lives. Well, I've always driven 45 on the interstate. People just need to slow down or why are they honking their horn at me? I, I didn't tell this in the first service uh, we had this morning, but I'm going to tell it because Lake, Lake Charles is with us. My grandmother uh, was raised in, in a community, Southern Hills, just right, not very far from here. And her house was one of the first houses built out there, you know, in that, in that community. And so when, she, when, when they built the house, the main road was just like a, almost like a tar road. It wasn't even a concrete road. And um, so... So um, she was 91, and she called me, and she said, I've had a wreck. Well, the road, now people in Lake Charles won't understand this road, was Burt Coons. And, and here's what she said. I pulled out, and nobody stopped. <laughs> See, she'd been pulling out on that road for 50 years. I mean, it just terrified me that she was just pulling out on that road. People, just, But here's the thing I want you to hear. You can't live your life expecting everybody to adjust to you because you won't change. I've seen this with families. I've seen, and, and, and I got to tell you, listen, the older you get, the harder it is to change. You better be ready to change. Because if you got grandkids, you better be ready to change. Because they don't care that you're tired or sleepy or you normally take a nap. or They don't care. And you, it's not fair to make them adjust to you. My, I, I, I'm way off base here, but my... my, my um, my grandkids, my, you know, the ones that are old enough, my twin five-year-olds, they know they can come in my study anytime. Now, I might be in there praying, but I don't, I don't say, now, look, y'all stay out because I'm praying. Y'all leave. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be available. That's a big change for me because I'm used to lock my door, pray, and leave me alone. But it doesn't work that way anymore. So you have to adjust. You don't make them talk louder. Yeah. 
You understand what I mean? You don't pull out and expect everybody to stop. Because that's not the way to live life. You, you've got to make up your mind that you're, you're going to, to be conscientious in your life about change in your life. Because we all go through seasons in our life. And you need to make sure you're ready for change. And real conscientious change is hard work. It's hard work. And you've got to know and understand that, that, that I, I'm going I'm to change and I'm going to work hard to change. I want to be relevant in my life as long as I'm breathing. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't want to be that person. Well, you better not talk to them. They'll tell you, they'll give you an earful about what they think about how it ought to be. Most of the time, that's people who are not willing to change. Now, I'm not talking about politics. I'm just talking about general life. Well, I'll tell you, when I was your age, you're wasting your breath. You're wasting your breath. A lot of times when you're, when you're older, especially, it's uncomfortable sometimes to make changes. But if you want to be relevant to what God wants for your life and to live a full life, no matter what age you are, you've got to be ready to change. You can't just let change happen around you and, and ignore it. Because we all have to live life and we want to live it to its fullest. But here's what a lot of people do. Let me say it this way. Don't create your life and future by your past. I don't care how good your past was, it's gone. Now look, you can enjoy the fruit of your past, but still live forward. This church, I've enjoyed the fruit of this church. Okay? But I'm not trying to protect it. I'm trying to move forward. That's what we do. We move forward in life. Because the minute you start protecting the past, you're in trouble. If all you listen to are the oldies, you're in trouble. Whatever the oldies are for you. <laughs> David, I don't even think they got anything that old for you on the radio. Just kidding. <laughs> Listen, how many of you would like to buy, uh, trade some stock with me? I've got some Polaroid stock. If you've got any Apple stock, I'll trade you. What, no? See, some of you don't even know what Polaroid is. It was the biggest thing going. You could actually take a camera and take a picture, and it would spit the picture out, and you could look at it. Cool. Now, you just pull out your phone, you got it. Why? Things change. Things change. Some of you are still trying to put your eight track in your disc player on your car. And it won't go in. If they made new cars with an eight track, you'd buy one. 
glad we don't have eight track anymore. I was happy when cassettes came because you could roll them backward. You know, you could run it back. Now we use thumb drives or one of those little chips. You want to argue with that? You want to keep your old stereophonic records and wonder why they don't make new ones when the quality of a CD is... Anyway, my point is... We all have to change. I, I, don't, I don't like technology, but I, I learn it because it's necessary to change. I don't still carry my bag phone. I just saw somebody slide down in their seat like they still. I know some of you still got your flip phones, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Listen, here's a, here's a way you can know that, that you're not changing, okay? Things are changing around you whether you like it or not. Here's, why, here's what, when you know you're not changing, okay? When you're satisfied with the status quo, that's a sign that things are changing without your input. Yeah. Well, here, here's a phrase that'll help you. Where everything's okay... Is that how you want to live your life? Okay? Is that, is that the way you want to live, operate? Well, everything's, it's okay. I mean, it was better, but it's okay. See, that's dangerous territory right there. That's very, very dangerous territory right there. Now listen, don't create your life and future by your past. Did you hear what I said? Look, and I know, I understand that this happens because we've had this happen in our church where, you know, someone lost a mate and they ran into an old boyfriend or girlfriend and they hit it off and they got together, got married. I understand it happened. But do you understand how many people are leaving their mates because they got online and started talking on Facebook or something and started talking to an old high school sweetheart? What are they doing? They're trying to recreate the past. They're trying to live in the past. You can't do that. Because it, it's changed. I went to my 50th high school reunion. And I told Becky, she went with me. I told her, I am so glad I married you. <laughs> I am so glad. Because, you know, I was raised in a small town. I dated every girl in, in town <laughs> one time or another. <laughs> You're in a small town. That ain't many, you know. But my point is, listen. Listen, you, you, you can't create your future by your past. You can't recapture your past. It's gone. You can enjoy the fruit of your past, but you've got to live forward in your life. Your life has to be in front of you. And if it's in front of you, I can tell you right now, it means you're going to have to change. Well, I wonder why I can't buy those those. Uh, Church, you know, from Mexico, you used to could buy that, you know, had all the embroidery on them and for long. And 
There's a reason they don't sell those anymore. <laughs> Most people have moved on. If you got on one today, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know Sam Moses got one. He never, said, he never gets rid of any of his clothes. He, he still wears... He has three or four of them. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, my point is, you got my point, right? Okay. Now, listen to what I want to say to you, okay? This is important. Listen. Stability and change can happen at the same time if you stick to your core values. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you've, got, if you've got a marker, if you've got something that you don't let go of no matter what in your life that's, that's of God, then you can do lots of things because you always have something that's there for you, a cornerstone that you can always go to. I'm, I, can't re, I can't talk about all of them, but personally, just having integrity, accountability, Putting the word of God first. Allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide your life. Having right priorities with your family. Yeah. If you keep those, you can make all kinds of changes in your life. I don't know whether you notice it or not, but, but during this season of change here and also in Lake Charles, listen. We are emphasizing vision and values. Vision and values. You know why? Because we're changing. And so we've got to have something that says, look, we're going to make some changes. Maybe the way we do church. Maybe the way we do some things. But we have a standard. We have a, a cornerstone that we're not letting go of. Now, you may not know what a cornerstone is, but it's where it defines a property. It defines, you can't let go of the cornerstone. Obviously, Jesus is our cornerstone, but you understand what I'm saying. Okay. So, so that's why in this church that we, we have vision. We have goals. We, have, we, we want to help people know God. We want to help them find freedom. Y'all still with me? Listen, if you just hear what I'm saying, we want them to be able to discover their purpose with God because they, they got one. And then we want them to make a difference. So whatever we do, we're going to do it around that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you can make lots of changes and still hold on to that. That's why, we're, that's why you hear us saying it. And we have values that are important. And I'm not going to preach on them, you know, but, but we have generosity, unity. We want to see movement. We want to see people moving forward in the kingdom. We want to be simple. Life, as John says, life is hard enough as it is. We want relationships. That's why, Lake Charles, we're so happy to be hooked up, to have more relationships. It's phenomenal that we can really hook up in different cities. We believe in faithfulness. And we believe in growth. Because, listen to me, our responsibility is to expand the kingdom of God. Why else would you be here? That's why we're here. So, if you understand that, and you realize that, 
then you can move forward in, in the kingdom of God, in church, in your everyday life, in how you live your life. Listen, church has changed. And if you're going to be relevant to new generations, you're going to have to change the culture. Well, I like it the way it was. You know what that's like? That's like the person who has a 20-year-old lounge chair. Maybe 30-year-old lounge chair. That's got pizza from the 80s in it where you dropped it. And everybody around you sees that and shakes their head this way. And you say, I ain't changing what I'm sitting in. This is my chair. I'm going to sit right here. That's the way a lot of people are in church. But here's the problem with that. Okay. Other generations aren't going to sit in your lounge chair. They're going to look at that and say, I don't want any part of that. If I want a pizza, I'd go get a new one. They're not going to want to be a part. So you have to change. Well, I don't want to change. Well, listen, listen. I'm not, I'm, please don't misread what I'm saying here. Okay, Lake Charles, don't, 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 don't leave me here. But I want to tell you, you can drive around town and find lots of churches that didn't want to change. And you know what? There's nobody in the church. There's nobody in the church. Now, I'm not being critical. I'm just telling you facts. I know personally of a church where, where a pastor came and had some wonderful ideas how to change and what they could do and what God could do. And, and, and once they found out what he wanted to do, no, we, we're, we're not. Mm -mm, we're not doing that. No, we're not. Mm -mm, no, we're not going to do that. See, I was a part of a major change and, and Lake Charles was a part of this same change when the word of faith began to be preached and I got a hold of it as a young man and started walking by faith, preaching the word of faith, that was a change. Do you know that other denominations wouldn't even talk to me? They would turn their back and walk away from me. But it was change. And God, it was God's change. But see, I made up my mind, I'm not going to be this old person turning my back on something new. I'm not going to do that. You know why? Here's what the Lord, this is what the Lord spoke to me personally, okay? I am not a caretaker of the past. I, I, I just got to tell you, I'm not too concerned about the color of the building or the color of the carpet or I'm not concerned about that. What I am concerned about is the future. I am not a caretaker of the past, but a creator of the future. That's where I want to live. I want to live my life. Not, well, you know, I tell you, we're life, boy, we had some good days back there. Let me tell you something. TDP, boy, we had some good days back there. I want to tell you right now, that's the dwelling place. That's Lake Charles for those of you that didn't know. That's not where we live our lives. We're not caretakers of the past. We're creators of the future. And if you're going to be a creator of the future, you're going to have to change. If you want to see something down the road different than what you do now or what you think now or how you live now, you're going to have to change. You can't expect people just to talk louder. 
to do it your way. Because it won't work. You'll pull out and you'll find out somebody's going to run over you. Amen. So here's what, here's, here's what we invited you here today for. And if you're a guest today, this is a little bit different. I trust you've gotten getting something out of this. But this is what the countdown clock was all about. So you would know because we're going to make an announcement. Becky's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, would that be a bad? That would be bad news. I just had to lighten it up. <laughs> that was not my idea. That was her idea. <laughs> All right, let's get back here. Sorry, Lake Charles. I... <laughs> here's, here's the bottom line, okay? We're changing the name of the church, not only here, but in Lake Charles. We're changing the name of the church. And let me tell you why. All right, listen to me. Lake Charles, listen to me today. Listen to everybody. We're changing the name of our church to reflect, reflect the ch changing times and the community that we now have with Lake Charles. We have community with another church in, in, a, in another city that are like us. Amazing. And so we, we want to change the name to reflect that. Listen, we ought to be identifying by the future, not by the past. We're not relics of the past. We reflect the future. So we've got to understand that, and we've got to know that. So let me just explain this to you, and then I'm going to tell you what the name is, okay? First of all, you need to understand that God is a name changer. From, from, from Genesis to Revelations, he's a name changer. Abram obeyed God, did what he said, and then God wanted to make promises to him, and to do something greater in his life, to make a transition in his life. And he said, to make this transition, I am going to change your name from Abram to Abraham. From Abram to Abraham. Then, Jacob, who was a surplanter, he was a sneaky guy. I, I'm going to say it this way, he got saved. He had an encounter with God. And God said, you're going to transition, and I'm going to give you another name with that transition. Your name's going to be Isaac. Jesus saw one of the disciples and he pointed his finger at him and he said, I'm going to call you Peter. Even Jesus himself, his name was designated. The great apostle Paul was Saul. God changed his name. Now, he, had, he was already preaching by the name Saul, but God changed his name to Paul. But here's the one I want you to listen to. Because sometimes people get, get hung up with names. Okay? Do you understand that the Bible says, I'm going to read this scripture to you in Revelations chapter 2, verse 17. It says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name, written which no one knows except him who receives it. Do you understand that every child of God is going to have a new name? I'm going to forever shed Sammy. No offense. That's right. We're, we're going to have a new name that no one else knows. And, and here's what I believe about that name, okay? Obviously, one thing, we're transitioning to heaven. But here's the thing. I believe it will be a name that will express who we are, not who we were. See, people know, I'm just talk, using me as an example. People know Sam Carr because of what I've done or haven't done. You know, that, that's, oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's this and he did this and yeah. It's all from what I've done. But see, God's going to give us a name that's going to transition us to the future of what we're going to do. He's trans and so we are transitioning here and in Lake Charles to, to have the same name. And listen, I, I just want to tell you this. A lot of you don't understand much about the dwelling place unless you fellowship with them in some of our meetings. But I've been a part of that church since the beginning of it. And, and it, it, has a, it has a good history. It was called the dwelling place for a purpose. Same way with Word of Life. It was called the word of, a word of life for a purpose. Because when we birthed this, we were holding forth the word of life. That's, that was our goal. That was our purpose behind our name. But we're writing a new chapter. We're writing a new chapter. Listen to me. That new chapter is going to speak to what God wants for our future. And that name is called Life United. Life United. You know, listen, you know why it's called Life United? Because now we're going to do life together. We're going to do life together here. We're going to do life together in Lake Charles and probably other places. But the point is that it de defines what God is speaking to us today about the future. More and more, the body of Christ has got to do life together. We've got to be united together. And that's why we've changed the name to Life United. And it's going to be the same in Lake Charles, same here, because it speaks to what God wants for our future. Now, i got a surprise for you. Where's my camera? Oh. oh, my goodness. I thought it would be here quicker than that. Come on, Ben. <laughs> Quick. Give me, give me a shot. Hey, I want to speak right, right to David. Are you there? There he is. There's the church in Lake Charles. Hi, wave at him. So good to have you. I'm so excited, David, for what God's going to do. And uh, I know you, this, is, this is something that's been on your heart, too, uh, to really hook the churches up together. And I just thought you could share for a minute.
Well, good morning to everybody there in uh, Shreveport, to Pastor Sam, and what an exciting morning that we have today. And so we're excited for the opportunity to be able to partner together. Uh, we believe that uh, we're going to be, even though we've been partnered and there's been a relationship for a long time, we just believe that our future is greater and brighter together. And uh, so we believe that uh, there are some amazing things ahead for us, and just for the impact, we believe that we can do more together than we ever could apart. And uh, so as Pastor's already said, uh, some of the uh, differences, uh, if you will, is that we're not just two random churches that have come together, but there's history. There's a lot of history. Pastor's right. already mentioned that we were partnered together, or that he was partnered with uh, Lake Charles here in the starting of the church. And so there's that history, and, the, and he's been a, a counselor and somebody who's come in many times to help with different situations, and that's awesome. And even for me and Dara personally, Pastor's been my pastor my entire life, and He's usually my first call, if not the first, one of the first calls for wisdom and for counsel in every situation and circumstance many times. And so he's part of my uh, pastoral counsel as well, as well. And so that's not going to change for sure. And, uh, you know, and so we're excited about the relationship between Lake Charles and Shreveport. But we also know that God has amazing things for the future as well. And so we're just excited to be a part of it and for what God is doing, not just here, but also there. But we also believe in many other places. And so... We just want you to know, Pastor, how much we are excited to be Praise a part, uh, not just here and, and having the, the support and the influence of Shreveport, but also uh, from Lake Charles to you guys. We just believe it's a God connection, and so we're excited for the future. David, I am so excited. That, come on, give him a hand. I am, here's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the fact we're going to do life together. We're going to do life united. It's going to be awesome. So we're so happy to, 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 to hook this thing up in a greater way and to move forward with what God wants. Amen. It's going to be awesome. God bless you. Give him a hand. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Listen, I want to just tell you t today that, that God's doing new things. We're going to be doing new things. And we've got a standard we're going to live by, but we're going to do whatever it takes to reach people and to reach their lives. And having the campus in Lake Charles is part of this, and we're excited about that. But I'm more excited for you that this, is going to, this name is going to speak to who we are. You can't utter Life United without being united to somebody. Amen? And we're talking about God's life, not just every, everyday life, but we're going to do life together. United. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.